Now is a great time to replace your worn-out windows during the Renewal by Anderson 25-Year Savings Event. Upgrade your home today. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus, get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Call now. Get four windows and get the fifth one free. Installation and warranty included. Renewal by Anderson takes every CDC-recommended safety precaution to protect your family. For 25 years, people have trusted us for their window replacement needs, and you can too. Call now to learn about our buy four, get the fifth one free window replacement offer. 800-413-6992. That's 800-413-6992. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com for details. Welcome to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-hosts, Vern Glenn, CBS affiliate KPIX-TV in San Francisco, F.P. Santangelo Jr. and Russell Jackman. At each commercial break, we're going to ask a sports trivia question, and today it's the NFL 100 Touchdown Club. All right? That'll be kind of fun. Interesting. We were trying to get Bruce McGowan with us, but uh, holy smokes, he's having a hard time getting in on the Zoom. Maybe I'll just have to have him come into the studio. And uh, Well, you'd have really try- a lot of trouble getting on Zoom since we're using Ring Central. Well, that's true, but, 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 they, <laughs> yeah, but Ring be- Central uses Zoom technology, so uh, you know it is what it is. Okay, uh, let's see here. Uh, wh- there are a couple of things we want to talk about uh, in the upcoming segments. One, is there going to be baseball this season? That'll be kind of a big one. Uh, the U.S. boycotting the uh, Beijing Olympics. Uh, the Oakland A's possibly moving to Vegas. I guess every Oakland team has to move to Vegas, right? Um, Amazon uh, entering the collectibles market, uh, which is kind of interesting because they've got some high-profile players, uh, both uh, basketball and uh, baseball, uh, kind of in, in, uh, invested in it. I thought that was kind of interesting. And... Uh, Boy, those games last week. I tell you, you know what's what exciting about football this season is how close a lot of these uh, divisions are. Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, in, it gets, game, in games that could go either way. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, I love it. Okay. And who knows? Maybe uh, we're going to try to get uh, Bruce. We have, we'll have to get Bruce next time. All right. I'm going to text him after uh, this little segment here. All right. This segment of Sports Econ 101 is sponsored by Pacific Private Money, still providing mortgage investments currently yielding over 6% secured by real estate. Doesn't get any more conservative than that. Check them out at PacificPrivateMoney.com, which, by the way, we do have a fund, which I'm one of the managers, uh, where we pay a flat 7.5%. Not bad. Pretty conservative. All right. Stay with us. Sports Econ 101. I'll be right back.
Idaho Lakeshore Lodge and Spa provides guests with an all-lakefront hotel in South Lake Tahoe, where every lodge room and condominium has a view of the lake and mountains. Hotel rooms offer lodge pine furnishings, gas fireplace, and a full lake view. Condominiums offer private bedroom, full kitchen, and living area with a fireplace. Guests can relax or play on over 500 feet of private beach and enjoy a dip in the outdoor heated pool and hot tub that are also lakeside. Elements Day Spa, located inside the hotel, offers individual and couples packages with treatments inspired by Tahoe's nature. The Tahoe Lakeshore Lodge and Spa, located close to all South Lake Tahoe summer and winter activities. Perfect for individual and group getaways to the lake and mountains. No added resort fees here. Call 800-448-4577 or go to TahoeLakeShoreLodge.com. Make your holidays sizzle with Smewin's annual treat, the Christmas Ballet. This witty, wonderful celebration of the season offers something for everyone. From ballet to tap dancing, jazz and swing, with new surprises added every year. The San Francisco Chronicle calls Smewin's Christmas Ballet sheer joy, the finest toast to the season. Don't miss Smewin's Irresistible Christmas Ballet. At theaters around the Bay, order your tickets today. Palio Restaurant has been the premier Italian restaurant serving downtown San Francisco since 1990. Palio features fine Italian fare and a Wine Spectator award-winning wine list, so there is no surprise that it's been voted best overall restaurant in San Francisco by San Francisco locals. Palio has been in business for over 30 years and recently went through a complete remodel. Our guests can expect to receive the same excellence in food and service that has sustained us for 30 years in a brand new and more modern space. Our 250-plus seat restaurant includes seating in four distinct spaces, making social distancing while dining easy in our establishment. All precautions are taken by staff to ensure a safe dining experience. Open Monday through Saturdays, reservations are recommended. Visit paliosf.com to view our menus and make a reservation today. That's paliosf.com, P-A-L-I-O-S-F.com. Live life at the Mount View Hotel in Calistoga with poolside wine and music every afternoon at their vino and vinyl bar. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights, enjoy dinner and a movie in their new outdoor theater. When you're ready for a change of scenery, make yourself at home at the Mount View Hotel, a small boutique hotel where there's never large crowds, just beautiful indoor and outdoor socially distanced space so you can relax and continue to live life. Making memories for 100 years, MountViewHotel.com. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with F.P. Santangelo Jr., Vernon Glenn, and Russell Jackman. Uh, so, guys, what's going on baseball? The, a, little bit of a, a little bit of a lockout. It reminds me of 1994. Yeah, 94-95. With the, it's the lockout. It's alive and kicking. Both sides far apart. Interesting. On the day that we record this show, I will uh, run in and kind of pick the brain of Gabe Kapler at an event later on tonight. But uh, if, if you go to the team websites, the MLB websites, you don't see images of any player on those websites. For the Giants, the only the only figure you see is is Gabe Kapler, who's the manager, but no players. So, I mean, this is it, – it is here. It is real, and, and, and it's a thing. Well, at least they don't have Krusty Krab. We, we, we don't yeah. want to remember that guy. <laughs> the, uh, He's being locked out too. Yeah. 
yeah. The, uh, I mean, I, re I remember the 94 season, but I, that, that was actually done, uh, what, about halfway through? Yeah, and my the saddest moment about 94 was that I was driving across the United States at the time, and I was in Chicago. It's the only time I've ever been to Wrigley Field, and there was supposed to be a game there. Oh. And and there's a picture of my brother and myself standing at midfield in, in Chicago with our heads bowed down and our baseball caps <laughs> over our chest, you know, for a game that was supposed to happen between the Mets, but was not happening due to the lockout. It's the only time I've been in Wrigley Field. So, Wait, so guys, I want to bring up a couple of things here. So we have the lockout, the first lockout since the strike back in 1994. We have the, these couple issues that are coming up. They're purely economical. So the players want to get paid more. Analytics are actually starting to pay the, the second tier and third tier players less and less as we're seeing, especially younger. They want to get rid of the time manipulation. Of course, if you have a favorite baseball team, you've had a prospect that hasn't been called up when it should have been called up because of time manipulation. How frustrating is that as a fan? Mm -hmm. We've seen it with Chris Bryant. We've seen that with Wander Franco. We've seen this with so many different people. But the thing that nobody's really talking about right now, and I'm kind of worried about, is if this baseball lockout goes past the soft deadline of February 1st, that's when we're starting to go into spring training. Oh, How right. is baseball going to be able to recover for this? What if it goes into the baseball season, which some people are very, it's a very realistic thing that could happen. It, it can, it could very well happen. So we had the steroid era. We had Barry Bonds, we had Mark McGuire, we had Sammy Sosa revive Major League Baseball. What mm -hmm. is going to revive Major League Baseball? What is? Are they going to have to juice the baseballs again? Uh, are they going to have to – what are they going to do? Are they going to juice the bats? Like, wh what is going on here? Like, it, it, these are things you got to start thinking about of the, the livelihood of baseball yeah. if this goes into the season, which is a very real possibility from what I'm hearing around major league baseball. And it's going to be interesting to see if, you know, how the public responds with, you know, millionaires going to war with billionaires and things like that. But there's a lot of grievances on both sides that need to be aired out. And this needs to be solved before that soft date at February 1st. And then of course, before opening day, how much is it? Yeah, you brought up a pretty good point because um, we, we, we live in a day, I don't care where you are, where you're watching from. It's relatively expensive everywhere. Yeah. And, if you've got a dual income family and you're trying to save money to take your kids out to a ball game, how can you possibly feel for millionaires and billionaires mm -hmm. fighting at each other? You, you, you just can't. Yeah. And so what you, what do you do? Well, you, you move on to other things. And I, and I think that will hurt baseball. What, what attracts people to baseball action, yeah. home runs, dynamic plays. I mean that you, you're going to see more of that instead of the game that goes 12 innings for a two-to-one ball game. So mm -hmm. I, I, I think it, it's a short attention span society that we live in. And so yeah. if and when baseball resumes, they're going to have to do something to make it exciting. They could, they could lower the, they could lower the mound again. Again, they did that from 67 to 68, you know, Bob. Well, I will say this, Vern, the, the overall uh, ratings were up last year for Major League Baseball. So they were doing something right. They're starting to promote their young players. They're doing things the right way. So that was, that was a good sign. Actually, all ratings were up within certain markets. Obviously, it's always sure. dependent on the record of the team, right? 
But even the World Series did very well when people thought it wasn't going to do very well. So that's a very encouraging sign. But I agree to you. They have a problem here. And that's why they've been experimenting with the baseballs. That's another story we could get into, too, where they actually used a normal baseball or a dead end baseball. And then they used a super juice baseball and they mixed them in the same bag and they use them in games. And ah, that brings up a whole plethora of moral issues and ethical issues. Yeah, right. Talking about, you know, gambling betting overs oh unders God, all these yeah. things well you know it's almost manipulate that too right it's like okay we'll make sure we get a lot of juice balls on our side yeah know? so now you're starting to lose the public's trust on that end too Absolutely. so there's just a whole bunch of things going on in major league baseball and hopefully this is uh gonna be resolved sooner rather than later but it's gonna get pretty messy i think one thing i'd like to see that we never probably will ever see is a good long look at those books a look at how much baseball is generating from a revenue standpoint. I would love to see it. I'm sure the players union would love to see it. Well, also, it's but, like, like how the minor leagues, remember how they, they said they were going to up the pay for the minor leaguers. Uh, I wonder how much if collectively per team that's costing the owners. Yeah. I can't be anything compared to what the major league. Ball club costs. Oh, of course not. Of course not. But it was just like, it went from, you know, a certain plateau and then it just got increased, you know? So, but I don't know how much is it costing an extra million dollars a year for all of that or 10 million. Here's the other issue that I, FP, feel free to just jump in. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling bad for these, for, for, for these smaller market teams that really don't have incentive to go out and pay big for a lot of name players. I, I, we, we have the Oakland A's in this market and they've got, Kind of, kind of a small market mentality. But if they are getting a, 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 an equal slice of the television revenue pie, what incentive do they have to really spend big? Uh, because, because they're just they're just pocketing profits coming in from from the TV dollar. Yeah, that's actually a great point, and that's something that a lot of the players have resentment towards the ownership because there's no such thing as a poor team. Let's put it out there that way. Right. There's no such thing as a poor ownership group or a poor owner. So they could pay their players, and they could generate a lot of excitement, and they could start you know, pushing out their product to the media. They could start calling radio stations. They could bring in top talent on the media side as well and really start generating buzz about their team, but they don't want to do that because their team is profitable selling merchandise, getting, mm-hmm. you know, a couple hundreds of ticket sales per game, nothing crazy, you know, a couple thousand, I should say rather. And they're just happy sitting on this cash cow that's making some money, right? And they don't want to make it too of an expensive investment. Maybe they have other investments in other places that are more important and more well, profitable. Well, that's what I was going to ask. And we don't know is what Jordan Vern says. They don't open up the books is even the, the poorest team, maybe at the A's or Tampa Bay, uh, how much do they still net after everything? Yep. And I just want to put it out there. I think the medium uh, net worth, so this is net worth, is $2.5 billion between teams. Yeah, but you can't spend that. That's not cash flow, right? I mean, you can- That's not cash flow. It is net worth. That's like what they own. So it's a lot of assets they own as well. That's not cash flow. It's really hard to take out billions of dollars of money and put it into your bank. Everybody knows that. But um, here come the Oakland A's. And they've got Las Vegas dangling a carrot in front of them. Come on out there. And then they're promising packed stadiums, which the Oakland Coliseum cannot provide. Yeah. And, and, and a, yeah, the, 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 the true Oakland fan base is loyal, but it is tough to hang on to your favorite players if the A's 
let him go yeah. after a contract. Exactly. Okay, guys, we're going to cut to our first commercial break here. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're talking about uh, the NFL 100 Touchdown Club. Jerry Rice was an outstanding receiver in an NFL career which spanned 20 years. In 2002, he became the first player ever to score 200, touch, 200 career touchdowns. Which quarterback threw the pass that Rice caught for a touchdown for number 200? That's our choice. What year? Uh, 2002. So 2002, yeah. Jerry Rice became the first player to score 200 touchdowns. Um, which quarterback threw the pass to Jerry Rice for touchdown right. number 200? All right. Stay with us. Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back. Hello. You there in the car. Listen, if I was a cop, I'd pull you over and ask to see your insurance. Woo, I bet that would scare the heck out of you. <laughs> but seriously, I still want you to get your insurance papers out. Whoa, that's ridiculous. Look, we all have cars. That means insurance. But newsflash, you don't have to pay a fortune for it. What smart people all over the United States are doing is saving hundreds of dollars hauling AIS insurance. Some of you could be saving up to $600 a year. Maybe with an extra 600 you can get your car washed at least once a month. I mean, come on, look at it. Look, my job is to help you save money on your car insurance. So pick up the phone, call AIS Insurance right now, and get your car washed, please. 800-756-3744. 800-756-3744. That's 800-756-3744. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-811-7913. 800-811-7913. That's 800-811-7913. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003.
Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown, F.P. Santangelo Jr., Bernd Lennon, and Russell Jackman. Uh, guys, Jerry uh, Rice was the uh, was an outstanding receiver in the NFL for 20 years. In 2002, he became the first player ever to score 200 career touchdowns. Which quarterback threw that that pass for number two? First guest is Jeff Garcia. No, it's going to be Seattle. <clears throat> no, so he was on the Raiders during that point, correct? Oh. That's oh, right. 2002, Rich Gannon. Yes. Okay, hey, Rich Gannon. All right. Very good. And that was teamwork right there, guys. Like <laughs> yeah. Teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah. So, uh, Vern, just before we cut to break, uh, you were talking about the Oakland A's and Vegas. And so I have a little uh, thing here that they're eyeing the site of the old Tropicana Hotel, which is a 35-acre parcel. And I guess that 35 acres would be just enough for a ballpark and parking, probably, yeah. right? Okay. I, I would think so. I would think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right now, Bally's is paying ten point five million dollars per year on a fifty-year deal to occupy the land. Uh, the A said that they could build a one billion-dollar ballpark in Vegas. <clears throat> now, but aren't they weren't they also talking about doing something near Jack London Square or some other part of Oakland? Yeah, <laughs> Howard's Terminal. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's in Jack London Square, and that's still. They're still being talked about, bandied about, should the A stay here. But the problem is the, the, the there's a period of time between the, the A's lease, which ends at the Coliseum, and when that Howard Terminal ballpark would be ready. Where would they play in between? There's just there's just well it's it's it's, it's just a mess. And then what it's would they do mess. with the ballpark? Like just have concerts and stuff? Well, they have concerts right now in the Coliseum Arena across the the, the concourse. They, they they're still doing that. As far as the actual stadium goes, but I, who knows? Who knows? Should that happen? But but but, but the A's could they could they, they they could be out of there far sooner than that. They could. And 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 if 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 they move to Las Vegas, I mean, I I, I can't be mad at them for doing it. I have a couple points to make about Las Vegas and that site specifically. So if you watched over the weekend, as we're recording this, the Washington football team played the Las Vegas Raiders Mm -hmm. and the Washington football team fans completely took over that stadium. And we're seeing a huge trend of that. So teams of other fan bases are coming in, especially during the, the Vegas Golden Knight games, the Las Vegas Raider games, and they're just taking over that city. So it's a very transit city. We've seen this in cities like Washington, D.C., where there's not a lot of people that have grown up there that live within the city. It's a lot of people that come outside into somewhere else. So this is really hard to generate a home crowd for your team. It's really hard to do that. That being said, baseball is the most popular sport in Vegas. We've seen three huge names come out of Vegas recently in Bryce Harper, Chris Bryant, and Joey Gallo. They actually played all on the same high school travel team. How about that? Uh But but those are guys that could be owners one day of this team because they're going to be making that much money eventually. But just to go back to the point, uh, is Vegas going to be a good baseball area? I don't know. They do love baseball there. Uh, it's a very big area. Uh, UNLV, the, the, I think is the Raiders, right? Correct, UNLV? Well, regardless. The Rebels. The, the Rebels. Yeah. Rebels. Yes, the, the Rebels. Rebels. They actually have a great baseball program, too, and uh, it's just something there that they've always loved. So it'll be interesting to see if baseball really attaches there. But, again, it's a transit city, and if you're going to bring a baseball team to Vegas, you have to go big. We talked about it in the last show. You have to bring in the big free agents. You have to bring in the stars because it is a show city. 
And you gotta, you, it's gotta be a dome. I mean, you can't, you, you can't play in the summertime. Yeah. It's going to be a dome too. And yeah. the ball is going to fly. The ball is going to fly there. You're going to see numbers that you're going to see typically that you see with the, the Rockies just because yeah. it's so hot there and the air is so thin. Trust me, everybody always talked about, oh, I'm going to Vegas for a travel ball tournament this week. And I had six home runs when I came back in Little League. Wow. So you're going to get a lot of that. Those were outdoor stadiums, right? Six home runs and and six home runs and 2,000 bucks less in their pocket. Yeah. Yeah, that's a whole other story with travel ball. If you have a dome, though, it's going to be air conditioned. So it'll probably. It won't be quite as hot, right? Gonna... Yeah, but the ball just flies there It'll in Vegas. It, it really does. It's just something about the area, and I think the altitude and all that stuff. It's you, just you know, and interesting. I think I think, and tell me if I'm wrong, but I would think like Raider fans are going to be more loyal to watching in Vegas than A's fans would be watching in Vegas. Yeah, that's just football, though. Football is a different beast. Like yeah. you just get of the more loyal fan in base, or excuse me, in football. I think just the yeah. crazier, more rabid fan. And then plus, it's only one game a week too. Yeah, you know, in baseball, you're gonna have like six games there a week, and you know, you go to one game a week. Very rarely does a fan go to all games in a series in a week. Yeah. You know, in a home. No. Yeah, and also, yeah. like you said, the transient part. I mean, there's a lot of people they they'll go to Vegas for a vacation and take in a ball game. And then you have, you know, the luxury suites and all that. I mean, I remember uh, we had a, uh, uh, an attorney who we worked with who was uh, a big gambler. And so we would get to go on these junkets with him. And, and so we, we went to Reno to stay at this just phenomenal. If you ever, I don't know if the Pepper Mill still has it, but it was, I remember it was 1998 because McGuire and Sammy Sosa were, were battling it out. And we stayed in this, this one called the Safari Room. And I mean, this, if you ever look up the safari room at the pepper mill, it was in, in Reno. Anyway, so we go there and the, uh, the host uh, actually flew the attorney all the way down to San Francisco, the candlestick back then, to, to watch a 49er game and then flew him back to Reno. Even wow. though we lived in, in Marin, you know, <laughs> it was crazy. But, but again, it's that sort of thing where I could see in Vegas, you know, you'll get a lot of the hosts to have these luxury suites. And uh, I mean, it'll probably be 80% of all be luxury suites. You know? yeah. Luxury suites. And then, and then don't, don't forget the, 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 the trips to Vegas, the packages offered. Yeah. Hey, man. Hey, let's go to Vegas. Hey, catch a couple of ball games, go to a show. I mean, it's just, it's, it's going to be like that. All the time. The hotels will partner with them too. Go ahead. Yeah. I'll say this. I'll say this. I've had more friends reach out to me saying, Hey, let's go to Vegas for a weekend to go to Raiders game. I don't think I'll have friends say that to go see an A's game. That's true. And even though the time, you know, well, of course, baseball is usually a little bit of a shorter uh, game, you know, uh, time, time wise, but uh, yeah, very interesting. Uh, let's see here. Moving on, uh, is the U.S. Uh, it looks like they're boycotting the Beijing Olympics. Yeah, it's a diplomatic boycott. I mean, the the athletes are still going. It's just that the you know heads of state and the the the, the pop and circumstance all that kind of stuff. Uh, the, the the U.S. is not involving themselves with that, well, sending a, some sort of a message to China. You know what? I, I, that's not so bad. I wish they would have done that in 1980. Carter should have done that rather than just boycott the whole thing. But go ahead. Yeah. Oh, they're just finger wagging. And I don't think the U.S. is going to pull out their athletes uh, when they usually flex their superiority, their athletic superiority, and how well 
fed and how well groomed these these athletes are to the rest of the world so that way they can show you know this is the american dream we can make anybody stars and that's kind of what western idealism is and this even is the president place. came clean and said hey you know i can't i can't do that to all these athletes that just spend their lives training yeah. for this moment i'm just i'm just not going to do that yeah it's been the biggest flex of uh, foreign policy for the united states since forever to bring over the american athletes to show how powerful how strong they are how well put together they are and you know it's it's just part of it and it's it's a very interesting thing that they do when you think of beyond sports, think beyond sports and think about how this is influencing the rest of the world. Oh, yeah. There's people that have favorite athletes. I mean, you probably have a favorite athlete too from a different country. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to do some more research about this country. You're like, you know what? It'd be kind of cool to go to vacation there. That's well, you know, I, I, I go back to, you know, uh, the 1936 Olympics in Berlin uh, before the war when Hitler was, uh, you know, proceeding over it, so to speak. And Jesse Owens just decimated uh, you know, uh-huh. everybody. And, and even if you, uh, you guys are too young, but Vern will remember Hogan's Heroes. Um, sure. There was actually an episode where uh, uh, Sergeant Kinchlow, who is a uh, black uh, sergeant in, in the army, uh, who was a prisoner of war, and he had to fight a German, you know, it was kind of a boxing match. And, uh-huh. and, the, and the German general even made a comment about, you know, do you remember 1936? General Bullcarton. Exactly. I remember that. Yeah, (laughs) that's a great episode. I love. That's one of my favorite episodes. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's even uh, on a comedy show. They even made a comment about that, and uh, you know, try to make the superiority of the uh, of the German race. And you know what? When in in 1936, Hitler didn't even he didn't even acknowledge the, uh, the 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 American athletes of color for uh, beating his German superior athletes on the track. You, you know, which I think is, which I, I find kind of interesting because 36, that's 11 years before Jackie Robinson, you know, reintroduced color into uh, baseball. Mm-hmm. And you kind of- Reintroduced, you mean introduced? No, no, because remember Fleetwood Walker in, in the 1880s was a black player in the, uh, I think it was not, still, it was the National League. So he, he, did, he just kind of rebroke it, the era. Right, Camp Cap Anson. So Fleetwood Walker was a black player. If you go to the Hall of Fame, you'll see a picture of him in there. And uh, he was good enough to make the baseball team. And I remember, you know, maybe the Cincinnati Red Stockings or whatever. Uh, but it was Cap Anson who basically had put the color barrier like back in, you know, in. And that for all those years, and then finally Jackie Robinson kind of came back in. But it's interesting because in 1936, I mean, you had the the color barrier, but yet. I guess people were intelligent enough in the United, you know, whoever was running the Olympics to go, you know what? Screw the color barrier. We got to prove superiority. And if these right. players, we're going to put the best out there. Okay. Hey guys, I got to cut through this commercial break here. I'm talking too much. Steve Largent had a brilliant career with the Seattle Seahawks, scoring 101 touchdowns from 1976 to 1989. He later served in the U.S. House of Representatives. Which state did he represent in Congress? That's our trivia question, all right? Stay with us. Wow. Come 101, I'll be right back.
your holidays sizzle with Smewin's annual treat, the Christmas Ballet. This witty, wonderful celebration of the season offers something for everyone, from ballet to tap dancing, jazz and swing, with new surprises added every year. The San Francisco Chronicle calls Smewin's Christmas Ballet sheer joy, the finest toast to the season. Don't miss Smewin's Irresistible Christmas Ballet. At theaters around the Bay, order your tickets today. Live life at the Mount View Hotel in Calistoga with poolside wine and music every afternoon at their vino and vinyl bar. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights, enjoy dinner and a movie in their new outdoor theater. When you're ready for a change of scenery, make yourself at home at the Mount View Hotel, a small boutique hotel where there's never large crowds, just beautiful indoor and outdoor socially distanced space so you can relax and continue to live life. Making memories for 100 years, MountViewHotel.com. This is Mark Honf, co-host of Mortgage Investing 101. Did you know that you can earn, year in and year out, returns of 8% and more on your savings and retirement accounts? Mortgage-backed investment strategies such as trustee investing and mortgage pool funds can do just that. Since 2008, clients of Pacific Private Money have consistently earned high yields on their investments. Find out for yourself how you, too, can profit from these real estate-secured investments. Call 415-883-2150 or visit our website at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Tahoe Lakeshore Lodge and Spa provides guests with an all-lakefront hotel in South Lake Tahoe, where every lodge room and condominium has a view of the lake and mountains. Hotel rooms offer lodge pine furnishings, gas fireplace, and a full lake view. Condominiums offer private bedroom, full kitchen, and living area with a fireplace. Guests can relax or play on over 500 feet of private beach and enjoy a dip in the outdoor heated pool and hot tub that are also lakeside. Elements Day Spa, located inside the hotel, offers individual and couples packages with treatments inspired by Tahoe's nature. The Tahoe Lakeshore Lodge and Spa, located close to all of South Lake Tahoe summer and winter activities. Perfect for individual and group getaways to the lake and mountains. No added resort fees here. Call 800-448-4577 or go to TahoeLakeShoreLodge.com. Trade Pros. Ferguson is committed to making business with us the easiest part of your day. Ferguson.com is designed to help run your business from the office to the job site by making your day-to-day activities easier with 24-7 account access, unmatched online inventory, and on-the-go account management. And with our Pro Plus customer loyalty program, you can earn points with every online purchase, redeemable for merchandise, event tickets, trips, and more. Sign up today at Ferguson.com. Everybody knows who we are. I'm not going to go through that again. Okay. Steve Largent had a brilliant career with the Seattle Seahawks. And I remember man, that guy was, he was hands on. He was like Fred Bolitnikoff, man. Touch the ball, doesn't drop it. Scoring 101 touchdowns from 1976 to 1989. He later served in the U.S. House of Representatives. Which state did he represent in Congress? And I believe well, it's Washington came state. That would, that would just be too easy. Yeah, no, it's, uh, no, because, no, it wasn't Washington. Where, where, if you, if you maybe remember where he came from? Alaska. No. All right, we got, we have 48 <laughs> states left to go. <laughs> and we got about 30 minutes left. No, I was kidding. Uh, was it New Jersey? Oklahoma. Oklahoma. All right. Okay. I wasn't, I wasn't there. All right. Um, Who just, by the way, hired a football coach to replace, um, Lincoln Riley, who went to USC. Oh. Mm-hmm. How about the coaching carousels in college football? My gosh. Yeah. 
You know what? I feel bad for the kids. They were promised something. Uh, they went to school there. They maybe have uh, an education background that they're trying to get their degree there. And then they want to play football too. And now the coach left and it kind of puts them in limbo right now. So I feel for those kids. Yeah, except Notre Dame though. Did you see, were you going to say that, Vern? Well, I was just saying, which, which, which brings up the importance of the transfer portal now. Yep. Because now you can just jump right into the transfer portal once something like that happens. You see all these D commits from Oklahoma, and now a lot of them are going to USC wow. because of Lincoln Riley. Interesting. Yep. Well, I loved when they interviewed, uh, um, and I, I, his name uh, escapes me, but the new coach for Notre Dame. Uh, they on uh, ESPN Aaron Freeman. Yes, that's it. And so on ESPN, they had a, a bunch of the uh, Notre Dame players kind of like gathered around. And then when they saw it on TV that, you know, who was the new coach, they just cheered. They just love. And, and he just gave a, an awesome, respectful speech. I mean, I, I, if I were a player, I'd love to play for that guy too. Bet, bet, better yet. One of the position coaches had the team meeting talking about, you know, the commitment and the pride and this, that, and the other. And, you know, it was, it was just, you know, all fighting Irish all the time. And then at the last minute, he says, I'd like you to bring in, I'd like to bring in the new football coach. And then he comes in and the team went crazy. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. And of course they have to see the movie Rudy again, you know, just to kind of get jazzed up. And then we'd be amiss to not talk about Brian Kelly going down to LSU and having a Southern accent all of a sudden. Yeah. All of a sudden. (laughs) Yeah. Did you see that Edward? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You can always just kind of put that on. It's not that hard. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I will say this. I'm a comm major. I have a comm degree. So I have a communications background. There's a theory called communication accommodation theory that you actually start to talk like the people you're around and you don't really understand why. You just kind of do. I'm sure you've gone to the South or had some friends from the East Coast and you start talking like them out of nowhere. Yeah. It actually yeah. helps with communication. Research shows that. So, well, I was, hey, born, in, I was born in Brooklyn, uh, but we but we moved out here when I was about two and a half years old, and and actually though for a number of years, probably for uh, until I was about five or six, I actually still had a Brooklyn accent. You know, get the hey dad, can you get the ball off the roof for me? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, I want to cover here. Um, so Amazon is entering the collectibles market. Of course, when Amazon enters anything, they kind of probably take it all over. Uh, with Dibs investment, Dibs had raised $16 million prior to Amazon's investment with athletes such as Chris Paul, Chris Bryant, Kevin Love, and DeAndre Hopkins. So three basketball players and a baseball player. All right. Uh, so interesting how they're getting involved in the collectibles market. I guess uh, there's been sort of a resurgence of that. I, I remember in the in the, I mean, I've had, I still have some of my baseball cards from the '60s, uh, but it wasn't until the early '80s that suddenly there was this huge explosion of collectibles and baseball cards. And unfortunately, between Donruss, Fleer, and Tops, and anyone else, they just flooded the market. Right. So I've got like Mark McGuire's rookie card. I've got 50 of them, and they're maybe worth a buck. Really? That's yeah, really. really. I, I would. I would think. I would think. I would think a McGuire mint rookie yeah. card would be worth more than that. That's so I want to throw this stat out here: the sports memorabilia market, as of last year, was worth five point four billion dollars, and we've actually wow. seen a lot of players start to show off their memorabilia, yeah. donate it to charity, or actually collect baseball cards again. And the baseball card market is surging right now. I mean, I don't know if you guys follow Dallas Braden. 
the color analyst for the Oakland, Oakland Athletics, but he's always opening up cards. He's like, oh my goodness, look what I got. And it's actually going, these cards are going for $500, $600, sometimes even $1,000. Wow. Wow. So this, this memorabilia market is exploding again. And we're seeing people really investing a lot of money, especially people that have some money to throw around into these sports collectibles of their favorite players growing up. So this is actually a great move by Amazon. And what's interesting about Dib's system specifically, it's blockchain. So that way uh, you can verify, cross-verify items with people to make sure that you're getting what you're getting. So this is this is a very smart investment from Amazon. And uh, I got a few collectibles myself that I'm, I'm probably going to put up there and see what the fetching price is. I was about to ask the question. We can kind of kind of go around the... I don't know, go around the room here a little bit. If, 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 if money was no object, what piece of sports memorabilia would you like to own? Ooh, that's a great question. Well, I course, actually course, have course, the course. three things that I would want. Really? What's that? And this is throughout our, my family, by the way. This is not mine whatsoever. This is the family's. All right. I have a Barry Bond signed baseball bat that was game used after he hit a home run. He gave it to me after a baseball game. He handed it to me wow. right in the clubhouse, which is amazing. Barry's the best. Wow. I have a Mickey Mantle signed baseball that's been verified signed by Mickey Mantle. And then I had the last out recorded at Kindlestick Park. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, a baseball. So those are the three things that are family heirlooms that I hope <laughs> to pass down to my kids one day. Wow. Man, you, well, you put that in the family vault. Yeah. 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 Wow. I, wow. Uh, I, I still, it's funny because in, in my vault, I, I vault, you know, whatever I have. Um, I have Rod Carew's uh, rookie card. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. I've got, um, I've got Mickey Mantle, but it's not rookie. I mean, it's, you know, from the sixties. So, you know, I've got a bunch of Willie Mays, Harmon Killebrew, Willie awesome. Coffey, you know, which is great. Yeah. And they're in good condition, you know? Um, but again, I don't know what they're worth now. I mean, they, they ebbs and flows. You know, in fact, there was, a, I went to the local store here one time and uh, we were talking baseball and he had just sold, he, he showed me on, on, the, on the screen, a Christy Matthewson. And it was only going for a hundred bucks back then. And this is probably, you know, 15, 20 years ago. And I, I mean, it was in decent shape. It wasn't, you know, mint, but it was in decent shape. It's like, oh, well, yeah. I could easily pay that for Christy. What I'd like to have, if money was no object, I'd love to have a ticket from the first AFL NFL world championship game. I'd like to have that framed. I'd like like to have a signed autographed game worn Jersey by Jim Brown from the Cleveland Browns. I'd love to have that. And I'd love to have a honest Wagner card. Yeah, of course. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'd like to have that. I've actually no, seen that in person. Thing. I've seen that in person. Uh, Keith Olbermann actually carries it in his pocket wherever he goes to baseball games, and he has one of the four. And it's very, very small. Yeah, it's, it's very small. Yeah, it's like it's it's very, good. very tiny. And he's yeah. got it like quadruple laminated in like bulletproof glass. It looks like, and it's so interesting that you know people bring these cards around to games. Oh my god! So, I, don't know, uh, I don't. I don't know if I could do that, man. No, so that, I mean, it's, what, it's what, worth what, over I, I, I don't even know off the top of my head what, about, what today's value of that is. It's be I think million. it was four million last time. Let me check Ooh. real quick. Yeah, gosh, I mean, because I, I have seen it in person on the on you know six point six million now. Six million. Yeah, that's just great. Yeah. I remember Wayne Gretzky owned it for you know one of the one of the four or something that one existed. of the four. Wow. Yeah, but the the one that's in the Hall of Fame looks pretty darn good. Of course, I don't know who. I don't know where they got it from. 
I mean, who's going to donate that? Well, of course, if you're super rich and you just want to, you know, you don't care. I think right? you put your name on the plaque like so-and-so donated this card. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Gee, I wonder what uh, the Hall of Fame would want from me. <laughs> Edward, Edward who? You know? <laughs> Probably not much. All right, guys. Uh, that's all I got. What, uh, what else do you guys want to talk about uh, for the next couple of minutes? Uh, kind of in a low-key way, I... Um... The, the the Rooney rule has come into play, not in the NFL now, but in Major League Soccer to create more diversity, more opportunities for minorities to involve themselves in the game. And it, it's, it's a league that's 30% Hispanic, 20-some-odd percent Black as far as players go. And, uh, and, and, but, but there's only 10% of the coaches are of color. And what the, the, the MLS is trying to do is kind of rework the Rooney rules so they can create more diversity at the, at the upper coaching management levels of Major League Soccer, a game that is of worldwide appeal. So yeah. I, 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 I just, just, just one of those things I just wanted to throw out there. And, 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 and on the subject of soccer, uh, shout out to Florida State, the women's team. They won the national championship in the South Bay three times since 2014 they've won it. So they got a good thing going on. The, the game was at Santa Clara university and it was, uh, it, it, it was, it was quite a moment. They won on the strength of penalty kicks. I don't know how you guys feel about that. You play a whole game. Yeah. Then you play two 10 minute extra play. And then you have penalty kicks and your fate is decided on that. That's bad. I don't know. I mean, I, I go back and better forth. Than a tie. It's better than a tie. True. Yeah. True. I mean, yeah, but you can't have a tie in a championship game. Yeah. Exactly. So you have to come up with some way of, of of determining who wins. I honestly love the drama that penalty kicks have, and I've been saying to Major yeah. League Baseball since we're making all these ridiculous rules, just have pitchers throw only fastballs in extra innings. Just like basically uh, a shootout. <laughs> Country hardball, well, baby. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I I like my idea with, last year. I can only throw 81 miles an hour on this fastball. <laughs> yeah. My oh, idea was in the first inning, you have just uh, nobody on base. The uh, second inning after extra innings, you have one runner on base. Then you add run on first and second. Yeah. And then you have runners on first, second, and third. You know, and you load the bases for the 13th inning. That, that's and not a bad idea. That yeah. way, most games won't last more than 13 innings. And I think most people would say that's enough baseball for... I mean, it's so funny because I remember the, the one of the first double headers I went to, the first game went 19 innings. <laughs> it's like after that, you know, when you're a kid, wow. you go, hey, the more baseball, the better. But as an adult, right. you go, get me out of here. I got other things to do. Speaking of baseball rules, what was very interesting in the recent negotiations between the players and the ownership groups was that the universal DH was actually pulled off the table. So teams are still preparing to have it just in case for the National League. The National League teams have been looking into before the lockout, of course, to find DH pieces. But they took that off the table. And then the ownership actually took off the salary cap for player individual contracts, too which is another thing that oh. I thought was going to happen. So those are two things there that in baseball, huh? we'll see if that happens next season. I think the universal DH is inevitable, even though I can't stand it. It ruins the game. 
It ruins the game. Shows, I love it. It, shows, it, it. it may ruin the game, FP, but it certainly it's prolonged a few careers. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you, get, you get more scoring. Okay, here we go. Third trivia question. Emmett Smith was a great running back who scored 175 touchdowns from 1990 to 2004. He is mostly known for his time spent with Dallas Cowboys, with the Dallas Cowboys. However, which team did he finish his on-field playing career? Okay. Sort of like when Johnny Unitas ended up with the San Diego Chargers. Like, well, yeah, which was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's just, that's just wrong. About that. All right. Stay with us. Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back with some closing comments. Travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them, and it's proudly made in the USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. That's 800-437-8217. This report is sponsored by IBM. Use of artificial intelligence is rapidly increasing, but for AI to improve our lives, it must be trustworthy. IBM's human-centered approach to AI puts ethical principles at the center of governed data and technology and fosters an open and diverse ecosystem. Recently, IBM was profiled in a report by the World Economic Forum as a leader in responsible AI. Seth Dobrin, Chief AI Officer, IBM. The benefits of AI for business stand to grow exponentially, but only if society trusts it. That's why IBM is working with businesses across the globe to bring products like Watson Studio together with the right practices and the right policies to allow businesses to adopt and scale AI safely and effectively. 
IBM believes that successful and trustworthy AI recognizes three principles. It augments human intelligence, data and insights belong to their creator, and these technologies are transparent and explainable. To learn more, visit ibm.com slash Watson slash trustworthy dash AI. Welcome back to Sports Ecom 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Vern Glenn, F.P. Santangelo Jr., and Russell Jackson. I, I, we will have Bruce McGowan on sometime. I know it. Okay, guys. Uh, Emmett Smith, great running back who scored 175 touchdowns from 1990 to 2004, mostly known for playing with the Dallas Cowboys, of course. However, which team did he finish his on-field playing career? Was it the, the NFC Cardinals. West? Is it in the NFC West? Yes, it is. Okay. The Cardinals. The right? Cardinals. That's right. They're yeah. going to Cardinals. Okay. They, they, there, you didn't need a whole bunch of extra hints. Yeah. <laughs> like you guessed it. All right, guys. We have one minute before we have to get to our thoughts of the day. For any predictions? Uh, for uh, my thought, for my my my, my immediate thought uh, comes back to, to to Steph Curry at age thirty three. He continues yeah. to just uh, dazzle people game by game as we record this show. He has 16 three-pointers away from tying Ray Allen for all-time three-pointers. And just his, just the way he plays, his energy, his passion, yeah. and his just, just general just love of the game is yeah, just something that I, I truly admire. Okay, guys. Awesome way to end it. Okay, here's our thoughts for the day. So I apologize to my wife about my creased clothes. Um, I have, I'm sorry. I have an iron deficiency. Okay, and that's a great one. Okay, yeah. and I used to have an unhealthy obsession with Thanksgiving leftovers. I, I finally had to quit cold turkey. Oh. <laughs> all right, <laughs> another good one. I can actually. All right, we got a couple of smiles out of you guys on that. All right, tune in. Iron deficiency, very good. Like that? Yeah, my my wife would like that. Okay, tune in next week to Sports Econ One Hundred and One. We'll be discussing sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. Adios. Oh,